2: Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat to be here today because we have the vibes from a very dear sister of mine, Carrie. How are
3: you? I'm good. I feel all of the energy already coming at me
2: from
3: your incredible
2: intro, uh, Carrie Miriam. Guys, Carrie Miriam, where does one start? Um, she's obviously got the podcast, Embodied Enlightenment, which please do check it out. Um, she is basically an expert health and lifestyle fitness guide with a mission to increase global happiness. And if you've ever met her, you'll know that she actually just completely lives what she's sharing. Right. Um, and her agenda is doing that through increasing global consciousness. And it's really difficult to sit down with Kerry and not have a conversation that expands you. It's it's such a gift. Um, you know, she's got her own story in there. She struggled with years of drug addiction and self-abuse in her youth. She began a journey of transformation when she completed Core Power Yoga teacher training in about 2009, almost 10 years ago. This eventually led to a high-powered leadership and sales role at Core Power Yoga, and she guided thousands upon thousands of people through their own personal transformation um, as that company grew as well. Um, she's taught over 2000 classes, led boot camps, cleanses, supported teacher training programs, and continue to prioritize constant personal growth and is currently certified in vinyasa yoga, yin yoga, yoga sculpt, meditation, breath work. If it's about your breath (laughs) and your body, this is, this is like, this is not your person. This is like, yeah, you are in the right place. Um, so basically what I've, what, what I've come to, um, how Carrie's mostly precipitated is obviously we've been on a like a similar journey of growth and personal development, but the the breath work is really what's anchored in our relationship. So really profound to drop in with Carrie and have like one on one breath work sessions, and then on the back of that, um, like guiding through the emotional process behind that, like what is actually resistant in there is a is a really beautiful process. So if that sounds like something that that uh, tickles or re- like you feel some resistance towards that, even <laughs> there's um yeah there's some there's some beautiful medicine in there. Thank you so much for coming on today. (laughs) Thank
3: you so much for your words and your wisdom and just being here with me. It's
2: amazing. Such a gift. Such a gift to share this time and space with you. So I'm really excited because I know like but I, I have. First of all, I have no idea where this conversation is going. <laughs> you know, because like every time we've sat down, it's we've we've talked about so many different like multifaceted things. Whether it's been about emotions, or whether it's just been about how we've been showing up with certain things, or whether it's just been like, how are you today? And that evolves into like this whole like you know where that's coming from, or do you know like did you see this? And it was like it's always pointing like a lot of um shedding a lot of light on a lot of things that um that gives way for myself to like oh. It's really cool. And that's why like I don't lightly call you sister. It's like really like it was, you you I feel so supported um, when we have these conversations. So in that vein we could start anywhere. So where I'd like to start is basically with, you know, as we know the inspired evolution. It's like it seems almost like you knew that yoga was your calling from the outset. Or was there something in there that it wasn't necessarily the case?
3: I don't know if there's any one thing that's your calling except mm. just living your truth. Okay. And that truth can change because we're human, right? So it can constantly shift and evolve until you get really to a place of what I like to call marriage of the self, marriage of the soul. We are all walking around with fragmentations of ourself Mm. and how we are brought up in society is to not look at those aspects, those fragments of the self, Mm. and we carry them around like a wounded bag. Behind us, we drag that wounded bag behind us. So, what I help people do, without even needing to understand cognitively what those fragmentations are, is just from an energetic experience, bring marriage and wholeness within yourself. Because when you're truly whole, you can be in pure alignment of the river of life, and just things will unfold as they do. Yoga was definitely the seed that was planted, but mm-hmm. I wasn't even calling for that. I just, again, just being conscious and recognizing when to take action and to really push myself of, of asking what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Mm. Just constantly being in that state of, um, self-reflection. I'm not ingrained in the story anymore. So it's really interesting to go back and say, well, how did this actually (laughs) unfold? Because I've, the story has been integrated. Mm. So it's just a part of the unfolding of existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, wow,
2: I love the way you put that. And there's this thing that stood out is the marriage of the self and and fragmentation, because I know that uh, as you're sharing that, that's like an idea that, well, not an idea, but it's your experience, but the idea may be quite novel for some people. So how does that show up
3: in people's lives? Well, there's two parts of us. Mm. There's many parts of us, but... Mm the easiest way to describe it to people is you have a physical body, you have a shell that's made of muscles and bones and fascia Mm. and tissues and joints, and you have an energetic self Mm. that's made up of molecules and atoms and energy, like actual energy. Mm. And when you are born, the very first thing you do to charge your energetic body to be in your physical body is you take a breath in (gasps) and you're alive. And then you cry because you're like, holy shit, I'm in a new environment and I'm not yeah. in water anymore and in the fluids of the womb. Like, <gasps> I'm here. Mm. So the, the energy sparks and you come into marriage with your physical body. Mm. However, throughout our entire existence, we've learned to separate the duality of ourselves.
2: Right, right. There was something in there about the sun as well that you mentioned, mm-hmm. which is really poetic. Can you share that little piece?
3: As yes. Well? My teacher, it's not mine. I have to give all of <laughs> yeah. it to my teacher. Yeah. Um, the sun cannot rise until the moon has been made steady. Mm. So how did you chance across your teacher? Again, it's just all unfolded. People asked how I, as a woman got to travel around India with a yeah. bunch of Brahmin yeah. and when you're truly in marriage with yourself, when you've given yourself permission to really take that sacred union of your shadow, of the separation of who you are, Mm. and you decide to be with it and allow it to be with you no matter what you face, things just unfold because energetically you're getting closer and closer to merging fully with source, right? Mm. So from an energetic level... You know, people look at weight like consciousness as a stepping stone. It's not an, and its, ex- it's expansion. Mm-hmm. So the more that you can expand vibrationally, the more that you're starting to touch and influence not only your cells but all the cells around you. So when you're vibrating at that frequency, when you're expanding beyond your physical limitations, that are the mind, the brain is a physical limitation. It's not just mm-hmm. the body, right? But when you're going beyond the brain and the muscles of the brain and the physical self and really just connecting the individuals that are supposed to come into your life are going to come into your life.
2: Just naturally gravitated towards yeah. the, the energetics of the Yeah, of
3: course. There. I mean, how did you and I meet, right? When So we're at Valley, U right now. And do you see the same people all the time? some yeah some right so i find myself I, be conscious to it and i guarantee you you'll start to realize there's a thousand of us here mm-hmm. and there might be 30 that you're spending the majority of your time with sure. that you're seeing constantly right you and i run into each other everywhere everywhere everywhere, everywhere. there's not there's a thousand people here mm. I, that hasn't happened with anyone else besides you and your woman mm. right so it's the vibrational pull the magnetism mm. from a vibrational energetic level that is bringing us together so in
2: that i thank you so much yeah (laughs) yeah. um in that i often get curious because when i start looking at that then i start seeing everything as a sign you know which can be somewhat overwhelming you know it's like every single like even so can i stop seeing it as a sign there's not a nut out of place you know and it's
3: that's the brain that's not you Mm. that's your perception and your sensational perception your five senses is limited the third eye the energetic perception is not
2: just continues to flow continue yeah. to weave yeah. continue to You swim.
3: don't have to associate or attach anything to mm. anything right you can just be So what about things like trauma and stuff like that that gets like stuck in there sometimes? So that's where the breath is really medicine, right? Like I didn't get to this place by just doing yoga asana. Yoga asana, I like to say, was the gateway drug. (laughs) (laughs) And yoga asana, for a lot of people that don't know, because this term yoga has been made so mainstream, which is a beautiful thing because it's Mm. giving people um, the gateway in to really look and develop self-awareness and look within themselves and see what comes up. Mm. But asana is the physical practice of yoga it's just one limb of yoga Mm. and that then starts to get you to develop your breath Mm. and the breath starts to drop you into meditative states to really connect to beyond Mm. so they call asana the past the breath is the present where meditation is the visualization of the future Ah. yeah and I forget what you asked me before that. Oh, like the um, what happens with trauma? So mm. we all have trauma, all of us, mm. because we live in a conditional society. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Explain conditional society, please, for those that us. Of
3: course. Know. So when we were a child, mm. it was really easy to just be, to be fully present in our emotional self, to be completely transparent with who we are because we weren't bombarded by other vibrational experiences that have developed as what we call language Mm. and we've all defined language differently so based on like our wounds and what we're working through from our experiences from what we've witnessed from what we've heard from what we've taken on from our five senses, touch, taste, sound, all of those experiences have embedded themselves within our physical bodies, within our physical duality. Mm. And that is going to cause trauma because we live in a human society where there are rules.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot
3: We are following rules that have been passed on for generations.
0: Mm.
3: We are following beliefs and ways of life based on fear and indoctrination because if everyone was doing their own shit, the government wouldn't have anyone to govern, mm. right? And, there's, and that, there's fear just within that. There's fear of chaos. Mm. Anarchy. <laughs> Anarchy, right? So so just from in that sense, we've been conditioned. We've been conditioned by our parents, and they've been conditioned by their parents, and we're conditioned by societal um, like advertisement and what we see in the media and what our friends say and what our teachers say. If you look at just the school system, it's set up like a prison. Mm-hmm. So from Americans start to go to school, I think I was four or five We're putting our kids in prison. We're teaching them when they're allowed to pee, when they're allowed to drink milk, when they're allowed to raise their hand. We form lines to Mm. bring them outside. They get an outside hour. Mm. If you look at that and how the prison systems are set up, it's very similar. It's control. Mm. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think children need to understand boundaries, but it is part of the conditioning of existence.
2: Yeah. There's a... This really, like, for those that know that, like, basically school was set up to – because kids were taking the jobs that adults were, were working in, right? Like and the cubicles. Once the industrial wage kicked in – labor, like kids were much better at labor Mm. than the adults were because they're just so much more malleable, so much more hardy, and they're just like, just get stuff done. And the adults weren't getting paid. So this concept of free schooling came out, which was long-term, like was kind of great because everybody got educated and they got better and better careers and society evolved as a whole. But at the same time, that was already a fear-based program there, you know. Um, And I I clearly remember when I used to go to work, um, especially living in the city because I used to live in Melbourne City, it's quite dense. Um, I used to live in the heart of it. At 5 o'clock, everybody would be at, I don't know if you guys have the same, um, but Coles or Safeway or Mm -hmm, Woolworths. mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so, like, there would be this massive line to buy your groceries. And it was really, really, really hard not to feel like we're all in a prison. (laughs) You know, like, the city is, like... Is has that energy, right? Mm. It's just like, oh my god, now it's feeding time. We've all been at work, we've all punched the clock and now it's time to feed, you know? Mm. And everyone's yeah, we've got some idea of choice, like she's getting bananas and I'm getting like, you know, lasagna or whatever. But it was about the fact that, yeah, no, it's it's quite tight. So conditional society is like a is like really important. And, and you have some
3: trauma in those experiences, totally. right? Yeah, so that's what trauma is. Mm. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be this You know, you saw a car explode, Mm. and you lost a hand. It can be just having the same conditional experience and knowing that you are a liberated self, and that you came here with a much greater mission Mm. than clocking in and clocking out, eating lasagna.
2: So, how do you support people that are that are looking to like bridge out of? Because this is some of the work that I do, but like, what's you know, someone that doesn't want to punch the clock anymore and wants to now start integrating into the whole you would work on them energetically first
3: yeah so again I think how I fuse it is a lot of personal development right like we teach Mm -hmm. so getting them to cognitively understand Like conversations like these, what's going on. So I actually get them to do the methodology that I teach is called witness, work in, wake up. And if you think about it as a sound cloud or funnel, Mm. you keep going through that process. You witness something, you wake up to it and and you work into it and then you wake up from Mm. it. So again, it's about this expanded field, right? And it never stops. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't find it to ever stop. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's still there. Okay, let me witness that. Mm. Let me go back in from an energetic level and understand where this is entangled. Yep. Let me breathe through it. Let me see if that brings more peace. Let me concentrate on that within my meditations. Not trying to understand like the specific story behind it. Because mm. I think we so often talk about our stories and that just activates it again. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing just, into it, the same yeah, frequency again. yeah,
3: yeah. And you don't need to activate it. You can just recognize it, mm. and you can switch it from just getting really general and, and stop feeding that momentum by through conscious awareness. Um, but the the work in part is is really it it takes people that are really ready. <laughs> yeah. So um, the people that I have been working with are you know individuals that are that have been practicing yoga for a while that are really ready to take that next step and, and really look at themselves and all aspects and mm. decide to fully embrace it because yep. it is a dissolution of the self, mm. right? So I talk about the butterfly, the cocoon to butterfly process. Yep. The caterpillar is what it is, but while it goes in, it dissolves itself, fully liquidates itself mm. to be reformed. So, the process that I pull, that I support and guide people through, sometimes it feels like pulling, mm-hmm. but that I support and guide people through is the dissolution of self, which can be really fucking scary, mm. right? Um, but everyone can do it. Mm. Everyone can do it. And it doesn't matter where you are within your process. You just have to, again, feel that and go, okay, I feel that. I feel Mm. like I'm ready to do that. You don't need to quit your job. You just need to start to to kind of lean into what that process is and recognize how you've constructed your reality Mm. from your thoughts, from your beliefs, from your energy, and how that construction is actually shaping your world. So we tear down the construction And really look at everything. Mm. So we dissolve everything to then go, okay, I'm gonna rebuild that. I'm gonna design my bathroom like this. I'm gonna reframe how I wanna exist within my life. Mm. Because I don't think walls are a bad thing. Mm. It's, you know, boundaries are really important, Mm. but it's understanding what is mine and what is yours. Mm. And whatever is like actual yours mine (laughs) yeah it's coming into marriage with that as you reform your foundation
2: so there's a lot of depth to what you're sharing and we we talked about wisdom and knowledge just prior to this conversation um but what goes on with like what was the background piece to all of this like how is this how are you so informed in this space
3: that's a great question again so it's this it's the story right what story do i want to tell i think I've always been weird. (laughs) We can start there. Like I just, I've always been weird. If I look back on my childhood, um, I was the one that was always having like really intense fits. And one of my other teachers says, the people that come here with the most illumination get hit the hardest with the most amount of trauma. So I had a lot of trauma in my childhood that was really suppressed and had come out later on in life. But if I look back on the story, I just... Would say yes, really, to the things that felt good to say yes. And I went into it with such an openness. You know, how I got into yoga, I was almost on my deathbed in New York City Mm. because I was doing so much cocaine. And the universe just invited me to like leave my bubble one night. I met an Australian guy, which is hilarious, and like invited me to the West Village. And if you knew me back in the New York days, like I was grade a new jersey bitch like i was like full Mm. like full on because i had this projection of self Mm. because i was so disfragmented with soul yeah and so i just happened to say yes which was not a thing that i normally did and went to the west village and i met a soul sister Mm. that planted the seed that there's a different way of life and she planted the seed of core power and that's all she needed to do was to just plant the seed, and then me keep leaning into it. And I got to a place maybe a year or so after that, being like, "If I don't get out of New York City, I'm going to die. Where do I? Where? What makes me happiest? That's always my question. What gives me the feeling of such excitement and elation? I'm going to go do that. If I have, don't know anything else to do, I'm going to go do that. So I asked myself that question, and my answer was on my snowboard on a mountain. <laughs> so I go, okay, well, I went to see Boulder for a couple of years before I moved to New York City. Never been to Denver, but it's like. and Colorado's really badass. Like, and they have really good mountains and it's only like an hour and a half from Denver. I'll move to Denver. So, Mm. you know, again, be careful what you think (laughs) because it will come into fruition. So quit my job, sold up money, sold everything I had, packed up my cat and two suitcases and flew to Denver. And I got to Denver like December 1st, which was the worst idea ever because it was negative 20 and it was Fahrenheit, by the way, I have no idea what the calculation of <laughs> Celsius is, but it was freezing, and I didn't have a job. Um, and I, you know, had a little money saved up, so I got a job bartending because I'd always bartended in New York City as a side mm-hmm. money making opportunity, and ended up actually, Core Power was founded in Denver, uh-huh. and you know, was struggling right away because I never went through rehab; I just went there. And Right away, I went snowboarding, and then I got injured. I was like, "All right, universe, like I've been here for two weeks. I get injured. Like something kept pulling me to core power. Damn. And I remember I went into core power, and I just bawled my eyes out the first class. I just completely lost it. It was the first time I felt like someone really held space and saw me mm. and just allowed me to to be fully nourished and cherished and Within like a month, I was like, I don't know what teacher training is about. I have no desire to be a teacher, but I I want to. I need to go deeper into what this is and what all these emotions are erupting. Mm. The interesting story is, I actually started bartending in a strip club called Shotgun Willy's, which was like the most famous strip club in Denver. Because I went from New York City making an absorbent amount of money bartending mm. to Denver making nothing. Mm. And I didn't know what the next segue was into what I was supposed to do mm. with myself. So I was going to the strip club during the day shift, mm. day shift, looking at titties and like being around like really old men. Cause mm. that's who go to the day shift and then going to yoga teacher training at night. And it was the craziest duality of my life. Um, <laughs> and that's just one of the stories. But mm-hmm. to wrap it up, I mean, essentially, every time things happen, I had a choice to be a victim or to be a victor for myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I always chose self, no matter what. I just always chose self. Mm-hmm. And that ebbed and flowed. I mean, I came from someone that was medicated for depression and anxiety my whole childhood. Mm-hmm. When my parents didn't know what to do with me because I always kind of saw things and new things. And, um, back then there wasn't really traditional talk therapy. It was, oh, here's some antipsychotics and yeah, it's just been really fascinating. And then yoga was a whole gateway and a lot of shit, you know, happened from that and moving and moving. And then same, same, same girl, you know, Mm -hmm. my soul sister called me one day and was like, Hey, I'm in New Mexico. Mm Um, I would really love to see you. And every, you know, someone, again, it was just like, oh my gosh, it would make me so happy to see you. Let me see how long of a drive it is. It's like, it's just a seven hour drive. Like, yeah, I'll just, I'll take off the weekend. Like, oh yeah, you're breathing with some people. Cool. Like, I don't even care. Like you light my world up. Let me just keep doing things that make me have that feeling of elation of being so alive. So turned the radio on, got my car, drove seven hours and walked in to... A bunch of hippies. Like, back then, you know, I was still living in the yoga world, but it was still very ego-based. Mm-hmm. It was, um, yeah, it was just wasn't fully integrated, right? I was yeah. still working on myself so much. I was still living a lie in so many ways. And I walked in, and people were all shapes of color. There were, like, people crying in the corner. And you've been to my breathwork mm-hmm. session, so, like, you get it. But yeah. witnessing that for the first time. And you, you, um, my teacher, David Elliott built like cabins on his property. So we're like staying on his property. I'm like, holy shit. Did I just walk into like a a commune? a Um, and they were like, Hey Carrie, do you like want to share and like get up and dance or sing? And I was like, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but just the breath opened my heart up so much. And then the, the breath as medicine was really the, the next, like, holy freaking experience. And just doing that breath work alone mm. has cracked me, cracked me open and cracked me open and cracked me open and cracked me open and continues to do so. Mm. And it's really, you know, from an energetic standpoint, there's not a lot of practices that give you permission to find wholeness from an energy placement in your body. Mm. We do so much in the personal development of the mind, which I think is beautiful because it's interwoven and connected. But there are things that the breath have allowed me to heal that were so suppressed in the subconscious that I know understanding of them mentally, but I've always known that they were there physically. Mm. So I could have made myself go crazy trying to figure it out and figure it out and journal on it and figure it out and figure it out. You can never satisfy the mind with mind-based practices. You just can't. Mm. So it's this art of surrendering and then surrendering and being like, and even being okay with not understanding it, but being willing to allow it to leave. I can see, Mm -hmm. I can see your mind thinking (laughs) No, so my next question
2: was going to be, um, I'm just really grateful for the sharing. Thank, Thank you. you so much yeah.
3: for, for going there. This lights me up. Let's <laughs> do more <and> of <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, um, and so, yeah, on that note, there's a couple of things that I want to ask, which is firstly, um, I think the most appropriate thing to ask first is, what is the breath to you? You know, what is the breath? Like when we sort of danced around it, mentioned its function, what it can do for us,
3: but the breath and the connection to air or, it's your life. Mm. But not only is it your life, it's your medicine. For this, for being here, for being in this experience, for being on the planet now, mm. it's your life and your medicine. Mm. And it has to be both. Beautiful. Because the only medicine for you is you.
2: Mm. And that comes back to that integration Marriage, piece. Yeah. yeah. And so I really want to ask as well, what was the, the context of this lady that inspires you so much? You know, like, because I think we're all in like well, we're not all in, um but we can often find like people can find themselves in places of despair or not being on the right path or in a in a dark place or whatever, um but there's often some beacon, and so I feel like this lady was some form of beacon for you this soul sister of yours. <laughs> Um, And she showed up at like pivotal moments Mm -hmm. as part of your story. And Mm -hmm. we've discussed this already. It's Mm -hmm. not just coincidence. It's right. When you start to align and flow, things flow better. Um, But what particularly about it, was it the values or the way she held herself or just the way she radiated? Like what was going on there?
3: I think it was, again, the exchange of wisdom, Mm. which is why this is so important. What? Why we're just having this conversation? Because this was a decade ago, and it, even though a decade ago was not that long ago, mm. there wasn't Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> there literally wasn't Facebook. There, you know, I don't even think YouTube was there. Mm. So Google might have just been coming out, but mm. I, I mean, it wasn't in our everyday experience as early twenty-year-olds. So. Mm there was no exchange. Like no one was like, Hey, read this book. Like I didn't have that peer group, which is what we have now. Um, so again, it was very much universal alignment again, talking about the the Brahmin in India, that was universal alignment. So it's about the openness of self. Mm. Right. And yes, she definitely came in of, of moments where I think I was ready to call her in. So again, it comes back to what's going on with you. And the first one was definitely of, like, such darkness. Mm. But that's my biggest light. Mm. It's all one and the same. The story is the only thing that associates it to the darkness.
2: I love that. And so where is all this moving towards now with all the breath work and with all the, like, is it just surrendering deeper and deeper into the flow of everything that's coming up for you? And, like, what is, like what's emerging at the moment through the breath work? For like, me or mm. for the
3: world? the <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly am open. What feels like mm. what's coming up is to play on a bigger stage, mm. to connect with more people, mm. to continue to co-create. I think from the world standpoint, it's time for co-creation. Mm. It's time to uplift each other's vibration by not only uplifting our own but bridging relationships and merging cellularly so we can expand together. Mm. And it really feels like that's where I'm heading, but that's also where the world's heading. So... We can continue to find marriage within ourselves by finding marriage within the one of all, mm. within the one of each other. So, yeah, that's where it really feels like going. What that looks like for a career, I don't know what I'm doing like next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, it's a great opportunity for me to reflect and really ask. Like, I always, you know, I have to take time to say, what do I want to call in? Mm. And I definitely want to call in being on a bigger stage. I want to be on stage. I want to mm. be teaching more. Um, It lights up my life to teach, Mm. to have conversations like these, to serve more people, and to really just witness how healing the breath is, Mm. the specific type of breath work that I teach.
2: Yeah, because, yeah, in your breath work, like, was it only two days ago? It was, yeah, it was amazing to – and, again, it's not like breath work. I I adore it. I adore it. It's such an amazing – the potency with which your own breath can guide you into your own process is just – you know. and for Mm. me, spirituality – it's all about unity and about service. Um, there's some really key fundamental things in there. But when I get lost in, in order to ground, the place I go to is earth, fire, wind, and water, right? And so, like, and wind, like the air is such an integral little part. And I've started to get really in curious about all, all four of them and maybe even the ether as well now. But anyway, um, I um, I found the breathwork was really, really deep. Um but in the process, it was. Um, it's really nice how you hold space, <laughs> to, to to put it succinctly. Yeah, it's it's held, it's well guided. Um, I don't know if you're following your intuition or the flow around the room, but like you show up at just the right moments to guide with your oils, and it all it all just it ticks and it hums and. You, it That's not me. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But That's it's, not me. It's, it's, it's really beautiful it's really beautiful so thank you so much for the work that you're doing and following your flow into that um and just is there is there any like is there something that's in your heart that you're waiting to share
3: there's something in my heart that i'm waiting to share
2: Mm.
3: what just came up when you answered asked that question was that you are pure love Mm. you're pure love Mm. and all of the things that are trying to prove you otherwise which is just you <laughs> allow that to also be part of your pureness of love
2: mm.
3: and the more that you can just say oh yeah hey that's interesting like having the conversation of the self and just say i love that i love i, I love you for saying that thank you for thank you for showing me that thank mm-hmm. you for allowing me to witness that i don't have to do anything else just like i love i love that part of me thank yeah. you for allowing me to witness that and just coming back to i'm pure love i'm enough yeah.
2: yeah,
3: yeah. Man, Carrie, thank you
2: so much for for today, for taking the time out. I'm like vibrating yeah. again. How good I is podcasting? I yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Just talking about things, you know, that Yeah. Yeah. Again, sharing be... wisdom. And that's what your podcast is all about. It's sharing wisdom and giving people the opportunity to recognize that they are the cure and they are the cause and st- continuing to come into a place of wholeness and love
2: and it all starts with acknowledgement
3: 100 witness is the first step yeah for just first witness that there are two of you (laughs) (laughs) like oh shit i'm crazy and be like okay well i'm in a relationship with you so like (laughs)
2: let's figure this out yeah let's figure this out (laughs) yeah um yeah and and you know i'm really grateful for your time today but also like just over the last few like the last few weeks as well like it's been really really awesome to bond and connect and really deep in like deep in a relationship where I feel like I've got a sister for life you know and it's like
3: yeah the, you and K are stuck with me forever yeah, so it's completely if you neutral, haven't figured that out yeah. In <laughs> <for you. laughs>
2: um, yeah it's it's been I'm really grateful for for today for now but also the last couple of weeks but then also deeper than that you know I'm really grateful for you know all the work that you've put into you know uh, having Shown up and continuously done the due diligence to show up with this. With like, context is everything, right? So thank you so much for, for taking the time to to share today. Um, and yeah, I, I just like I, I love talking to you. <laughs> it's it's really fun. Um, my last question, and by no means my least question, and I love asking this question, um, and it's completely esoteric in its nature, is basically beyond the breath beyond the skin suit, beyond the name, beyond, you know, beyond whatever we could be attached to, who is Carrie?
3: I'm a spiritual warrior. Bring in my intensity of light for those that wish to expand into a bigger place of love. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And for those wanting to tune in to carry more deep into your breathwork practice, there's coaching there. What is like, what's what's the easiest way to hit hit you up?
3: Yeah, Facebook is great. And we Mm. can put um, a link also to the website that is in transition. Hopefully by the time it goes live, it will be way easier. (laughs) Yeah, fully assimilate it where you can book directly coaching and digital breathwork. If I'm not in your city, Mm. we actually do the breathwork online, which is amazing because you can still hear everyone. breathe. Mm. Um, so it's not as intense as in person yeah. but it's actually a really great gateway <laughs> awesome. Awesome. you know so you'll get that vibration and you'll start to really understand recognize it a little understand bit yeah. yeah yeah yeah. beautiful
2: beautiful and so facebook and the website is on its way
3: yeah so really if you just google carrie miriam you'll see all of my social media yeah. channels instagram there, right? facebook mm-hmm. can you spell um, carrie miriam yes c-a-r-i-m-e-r-r-i-a-m mm-hmm. mm. yeah Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so much. welcome. Thanks, guys, for listening.
2: Hey, tribe. Thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of The Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health, and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect. So I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu, And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution or the Facebook page like that please at the Inspired Evolution or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to wwwamrit sanducom to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe.